Welcome to the spot that brings you alternative toy reviews. You're listening to Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 257, for the week of Wednesday the 25th of January 2017. I'm Eddie, and I'll be joined later by Ben. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow Comics, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Katara Tomy MP28 Optimus Primal and the Captain America animated statue from Gentle Giant. G'day, 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 and welcome to another episode, guys. So this one's probably going to be uh, more on the briefer end of things. Uh, I know we are in our hiatus uh, period, and uh, we've still managed to deliver a few long episodes, but uh, this one uh, probably isn't going to be a huge one, so um, we'll pretty much jump straight into it uh, with my toy review here and then once I'm done I'm going to uh, pass you over to Ben uh, before I come back around at the end. So my toy review tonight is of the Masterpiece Optimus Primal or MP28 uh, which the MP stands for Masterpiece. And he is a fantastic toy uh, that I'll get into in a little bit. But first, just to uh, give you a bit of background on my bias with this toy. I was a huge Beast Wars fan as a kid. Uh, Beast Wars is my era of Transformers. Although I came about a little bit towards the end of Generation 2, I had a... fair few uh, Generation 2 figures. In fact, that's where I often uh, think of my Transformers as coming from. To me, uh, Swindle is red, uh, not sort of that caramel uh, orange colour. Beast Wars was when I really got uh, in-depth into loving Transformers as a brand, and I was quite lucky because the media that came along with Beast Wars was really cool. And I thought there was something about the concept of animals turning into robots that appealed more to me. I was never really much of a car kid. Uh, I, was, I didn't really have too many Hot Wheels. I uh, preferred figures, and there was something about the animals that were uh, kind of figures in a way. Now, the first uh, Beast Wars figure I got was a Dinobot, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, I didn't want Dinobot. I actually wanted to get the two-pack that had uh, Optimus Prime and Megatron in bats and crocodile form. It was a two-pack of two basic uh, figures. They were released before the actual cartoon came out, which is why their beast modes don't match what they were in the cartoon. I had amazing luck as a kid. I actually stumbled across uh, $120 on the ground uh, that my mum, being the uh, very... (laughs) 
uh, I don't know what the word would be, uh, caring and uh, respectful, maybe, woman knowing uh, that money was not mine uh, and we weren't going to have much hope of finding its original owners, made me donate uh, most of it to the Salvation Army. Uh, but I got to keep... $20 of it, which I wanted to use on this two-pack. And I was at school at the time. I wasn't going to be able to buy it. And I don't know why, because my mum was a teacher, so she was meant to be in school as well. But she, for whatever reason, had the day off. So she was at a shopping centre and always going to buy it but she brought the wrong one and got me Dinobot instead of this two-pack because she thought that was cooler and Jurassic Park was also a thing that I was into so she thought I'd that would be more up my alley which uh, unfortunately it wasn't uh, quite what I was hoping for but uh, it was still a uh, a beloved figure in the end anyway I have quite a lot of fond memories of that Dinobot figure I did eventually get that two-pack. Uh, I think that was actually the next one I got along the line. But uh, Optimus Prime, uh, or Optimus Primal, uh, as he's known in Beast Wars, and he's actually a different character from the main uh, Optimus Prime, but <laughs> it actually took me a while to realise that there was a difference in the name. I was just calling him Optimus Prime, and I might uh, have the habit of falling into that here, so I do apologise. Uh, but uh, he was one of my favourite characters. He's not my absolute favourite Beast Wars character. That goes to Rat Trap. Rat Trap uh, is my boy. Uh, and <laughs> the guys, uh, to give you a little... Uh, behind-the-scenes uh, information in our little uh, chat group for this podcast, Behind the Scenes. My avatar is Rat Trap. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> definitely one of my main guys who really doesn't get much love in toy form, so I don't get to talk about him too much, but uh, he's up there with Deadpool and Hal Jordan, Green Lantern for me. Uh, but my second guy would be Optimus Primal. And part of the reason for that, to go back to uh, my mum and buying toys for me, is uh, she wasn't too good at it, uh, as the Dinobot story uh, illustrates well. And that, that was one of the better circumstances in the few times that she decided to step out and buy me a toy, which was quite rare in and of itself. So I, I don't want to come across as unappreciative, but the things she would buy would generally not be the greatest. It's not a toy example, but there was another time that uh, she decided that uh, I was at the age of eight years old and I should stop playing with toys and uh, listen to music because that's what young kids did in the 90s. So she brought me a boombox. But uh, one thing she failed to buy me was cassette tapes to actually play in said boombox. So <laughs> sort of uh, little things like that where there was some thought, and she was trying to do the right thing, but uh, just didn't pay off. But come around to Christmas of 96... I think it was Christmas of 96. It might have been Christmas of 97. Uh, but the women of the town that I grew up in had like a little bus tour where they went around to uh, shops that were open at night, which was kind of uh, an event and an uh, oddity to see uh, in my small town uh, during the 90s, but they uh, did these bus tours for uh, folks to go around and do their Christmas shopping in, so the store would open for half an hour and you could pour in and there were certain things on sale. 
and Mum in that time brought me the original Optimus Primal uh, figure for Christmas, and uh, she was wrapped in it as a find. I was definitely delighted on Christmas Day to receive this present uh, from her and was uh, quite ecstatic because the original Optimus Primal toy was... Uh, he was on the larger end. He'd be what we call leader class today, uh, but back then was called ultra class. And I hadn't, like... <laughs> I hadn't even conceived of owning this toy uh, as a kid. I just thought it was off the radar. I hadn't actually even seen it in stores. If I had seen it, I knew I would never be able to ask for it because it was just that expensive. I think it was $40, but uh, in my mind, it was just inconceivable. That was a toy for rich kids. I'd never get to uh, really own it. And uh, by chance... Uh, she had found it. I don't know if she got a discount or got it off the shelf, but uh, she knew it was something that I would want, and I was ecstatic about it. And it was one of the first times I can sort of remember that I really had not so much a high-end, but an expensive deluxe toy. Like, I hear people talking about the original Star Wars and owning that AT-AT or the Death Star playset, and that's kind of what this was for me. Um and the other thing, too, with the Beast Wars line is, because it was a CGI animated show, very few of the characters actually turned up in the cartoon. There was a handful of about uh, 10, uh, and eventually by the end of it, like 15 characters out of the dozens and dozens that appeared in the toy line that actually were on the show. And this guy was the main guy from the show. So anytime you could even have a character that appeared on the show, it was like, oh, amazing. Uh, and this was... <laughs> in my mind, the one time mum really got uh, the uh, purchase right here and it was a surprise and I like that touched me to even this day. So uh, I really do have sentimental value of that toy and uh, think about it every time uh, I see it and I, I just took it out uh, to take photos of for the Facebook page uh, where I'll be sticking up my photo images of this uh, Optimus Primal toy. And I was thinking about it then. And that's also part of the reason I've chosen to do this figure today, is uh, it's actually the just past the 10th anniversary of uh, my mother passing away of cancer. And I, <laughs> she wasn't a woman of... Uh, a lot of material goods, so I don't have uh, too much uh, to remember or buy in the physical world. I've got a lot of fantastic memories, but one of the ones that I do have uh, that always brings a smile to my face is uh, Optimus Primal himself. So uh, if you'll allow me to indulge myself, uh, there's a bit of sympathetic reasons for why I have chosen to go uh, with this toy and... Uh, I also say that because uh, it's also part of the reason that I purchased uh, this toy. Uh, so he's part of the Masterpiece Transformers line. He's the first Masterpiece that's been based off uh, the Beast Wars property. And uh, for those that don't know, Masterpiece is the high-end, and I mean high-end actually in the high-end uh, term this line, for Transformers. Uh, it's the ones where they try and do the best possible sculpts they can. Uh, you've got some of the best engineering 
going on and the alt modes look really fantastic if you haven't seen any just google masterpiece transformers and they'll turn up and you'll start to realize oh that that's the transformers that i saw on the cartoon as a kid and they actually turn into a truck that looks like the truck that uh, i either see on the road or saw in the cartoon as a kid and i don't have too many masterpiece transformers i've got a repaint of Optimus Prime that came out with, uh, I think it was Year of the Horse, and I've got a Prowl, uh, but I haven't delved too deep into the Masterpiece uh, Transformers line, but the few that I have handled have been brilliant. But uh, when I saw this guy announced, I knew that I had to get him because he's my boy, Optimus Primal. Uh, Now, I got my one from an Asian retailer, which meant that I also acquired the uh, Asian retailer exclusive that I'll get into in a tick. (laughs) But to actually get in, I I haven't talked too much about the character. For those that don't know him, it's basically Optimus Prime uh, crossed with King Kong. He's a uh, big gorilla uh, man, so he is uh, fantastic. The MP toy in robot mode looks like he stepped out of the cartoon. The original toy had a uh, full metal faceplate, much like the G1 Optimus Prime in the cartoon, although he did have the full faceplate from time to time in battle. Uh, It was often a more open mouthpiece, which uh, this guy does have the ability to give that look. But he looks fantastic. He's just stepped right out of the uh, television screen, and particularly in gorilla mode, they've really captured that sort of 90s CGI uh, gorilla face, which is awesome. And the level of detail that they've put in this is amazing. Anywhere that's sort of needed a paint app, they've given it paint application. Now, if you were to look at him, you might think he seems a little bit sparse with paint applications, but this guy might actually be the figure with the most amount of paint application that I have ever owned. And that's because when you actually go in close on the grey on him, he's got individual tiny hairbrush marks uh, all over his uh, gorilla texture. And in some parts, it's pieces that will have bits folded over and under. So there is... uh, probably thousands uh, of tiny little hair paint applications uh, all over his uh, arms and legs and upper chest and there might have been ways that they tampoed on it but uh, they all seem to be (laughs) individually uh, set through in the looking so tampo or not uh, which I can't imagine because it goes over so many different crevices Uh, crevices and into joints and all that uh it's absolutely uh amazing so um (laughs) he might be uh the most pain applications i've ever seen and apparently that's uh this guy's a little bit higher priced for a masterpiece at his size and i believe that's where a lot of it uh comes from so he sent me back around 90 dollars australian I got him at a uh, fairly good uh, deal, but uh, usually I think here in Australia he's going to set you back around $120, but uh, his price does vary a bit from retailer to retailer. So if you are after him, I definitely recommend hunting around first. Don't just buy it at the first place uh, you see him. Uh, And he comes 
packed with uh, all sorts of accessories and gear, so uh, very similar to his original uh, Beast Wars toy counterpart. He has two swords, uh, he's got two shoulder blasters. Now, the original uh, one also came with a mace that hid in his forearm, uh, this guy technically doesn't come with that, but if you buy him from an Asian retailer, he has an Asian exclusive piece, which is the piece I got, and that's that sort of skull mace that he comes with, and it comes in probably the best accessory packaging box I've ever seen, and that's a banana crate, like the ones you'd find at your local fruit and veg store, those sort of wax cardboard boxes. <laughs> it's like a perfect miniature of that, so uh, expect to see that popping up in a lot of my toy diorama photos uh, in the near future because that's uh, just so perfect but most of the accessories he actually comes with are different face plates so uh, for his gorilla one he's got a smiling face he's got a neutral face and he's got an angry face for his robot mode he's got neutral smiling angry and then the full uh, face plate like a g1 uh, optimus prime that's amazing now, speaking of the engineering here, uh, the face plates are a great example uh, of how I found the engineering, which was uh, I took him out and I was very much like, oh, he's really cool, but I kind of wish he could do this. And then I'd actually work out, oh, wait, he can actually do this. Oh, you know, that's really cool. It's a shame he doesn't have, and he actually does have this. With the face plates, I was very worried because I couldn't work out how you actually changed his robot face plates over it just seemed to be a solid locked on head uh i didn't want to pull on the head too much because he's actually got a light up feature uh that i haven't installed the batteries for yet on mine but uh his head uh is not removable uh because it does have electronics going up from the body into it uh but i couldn't work out without removing his head how i was going to swap his face plates over and it was really frustrating and because he is a Japanese release, the instructions are not in English. So uh, though they had picture images, they were very hard to work out what's actually going on. And to be honest, I generally don't look at instructions with my Transformers. Part of the fun for me with a Transformers toy is that it's a puzzle. And I actually eventually worked out that he's got the little antennas on the side of his ears and they are articulated. You can move them back and then from there there's a tiny little slit that you can get your fingernail into and then put that on both ends and you can just quite easily slide. Uh, it's sort of what would maybe be the eyebrow crown crest of the head sculpt out from there and that takes the face place plate with it and then you can swap them through that way and it's quite easily done and I had a lot of that uh, on this figure. Uh, one that absolutely shocked me was that in on the cartoon and the right arm of the original toy uh, Optimus Primal has some guns hidden in his forearm uh, that slide out and on mine it's I was like ah oh, you know they there kind of would be a place for him but uh, it's just a panel on his arm it's a shame that uh he doesn't have anything there uh to pop the guns in maybe does that panel come off and maybe you know later on the line they might be able to release guns that go there and no it wasn't that these panels uh there's no way of getting the fingernail in or moving them up that's just a piece of the toy's arm in his engineering design and then as i was flipping it over i noticed this odd little shape on the other side of his forearm and it's just this tiny little uh section panel dash 
and you won't going to be able to get it up, but you can actually put your fingernail in and apply a little bit of pressure and that pops the panel on the other side of the forearm up so you can open it up and inside is his Gatling guns uh, in his arm <laughs> that pop out and they actually collapse up so they're much bigger than his forearm um, well actually I shouldn't say much it's uh, a little bit bigger than his forearm but uh, it definitely comes out to be a uh, nice gun shape there and it all collapses up all tiny and slides back into his forearm and disappears almost into the sculpt which is uh, really amazing there the, the engineering on him is actually quite incredible considering he is for the most part a fairly basic transformation if you have the original toy his transformation's not uh, too far off what that original was he's got sort of the piston feet that twist around he turns at the waist uh, his chest uh, sort of turns inside out to uh, become the gorilla chest there was a really piece that uh, I did struggle with where it's the pecs of the gorilla actually go in the same spot they go in gorilla mode but uh, depending on the way you twist them uh, and uh, flip them around they actually go in deeper for when it's on robot mode so that the uh, bottom part of his chest can come up uh, and then turn inside out with the more uh, robotic crest there that took me a little bit to uh, figure out and I actually did try and look at the instructions for that one and because it just shows them going in the same place but I couldn't read uh, what it was saying there in the English uh, diagram it was a little bit hard to work out but uh, did manage to get it there in the end and he has a few other little uh, hidden pieces uh, here on him so he does have uh, two uh, cannons that flip up on his side that were from the original toy and did appear uh, occasionally in the cartoon. Uh, he's also got on his back, you can actually flip uh, a panel around and he's got his thrusters. So this was something that wasn't on the original toy but in the cartoon they gave uh, Optimus Primal the ability to fly because they had no uh, flying members on the Maximals. Uh, Maximals being the Autobots of, Dino, uh, of Beast Wars. Uh, so they just sort of said, oh, in his backpack thing, he's got a jetpack that shoots out. So <laughs> they've actually added the ability here. Uh, he's got a little peg that comes out on his back too, uh, which is a nice homage to the original uh, that had sort of like a gorilla thumping chest action that that panel would be there for. But this one's actually a uh, peg that will clip into the deluxe rat trap that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, so you can have him riding on his back uh, like he did a few times in the cartoon. There is a panel for what looks like to be a uh, peg on his right forearm. I imagine this was originally going to be some sort of communicator piece uh, that would go on here that might have been dropped or uh, might come with another MP uh, down the line, which they have done a uh, few times before. Now, in his gorilla mode, you can get him standing upright like he did a lot in the cartoon, or you can actually have him uh, on all fours with sort of his knuckles uh, bent around. That's a little bit more <laughs> difficult to transform him into because there's a little bit of twisting and turning you got to do with the legs. So generally, if I'm turning him into gorilla mode, he's standing up, but uh, I do generally leave him up in his main pose. Now, uh, articulation-wise, he's actually really good. He's got uh, all sorts of uh, ball joints and 
um, butterfly cuts in his shoulders. Uh, he's got uh, only one joint in his elbow, but you actually get almost a full range of motion. So it's almost uh, as if it's double jointed because he's a robot and they don't have to worry about the bottom half of the forearm connecting with the uh, upper half of the arm. It's just the hinge, so you get a lot of motion there. Ball joints uh, at the hips, which have nice ratchet joints you can probably hear there. Uh, he's... Knee articulation's a little weird just because of the way he needs to uh, transform. You've got to really lock that in uh, to get it. And then he's got a little gorilla uh, back path that might get in the way a little bit, but it's not too bad uh, there. And his foot's got a nice bit of pivot. It's got a cool little piston piece that goes up into the legs that really adds to that sort of <laughs> being a robot uh, feature. And he's got some nice articulated toes. Uh, he's got some articulated fingers as well. So the pointer finger is separately articulated uh, from the other fingers. And he's got a twist in the wrist there too. Uh, and even the head, even though it's got uh, electronics in it, you can get a fair bit of motion. You can get maybe uh, 90 degrees turning in which he's facing, which is all right, because usually you have him posed up with the cannons out anyway, so he's not going to be looking directly uh, left or right, and you can get him looking up and down. So uh, this guy is really fantastic. I do quite love him. He... This is a toy that's really hard to talk about on the podcast, and to be honest, this is part of the reason why, um, even though I would be the Transformers guy of the group, I don't really talk about Transformers too much, because it can get a little bit hard uh, to talk about, because a lot in Transformers relies on uh, the engineering and how they're engineered for what, at least for me, uh, makes them really cool. But this guy's one of those few exceptions where it's also the look uh, is absolutely amazing. I mean, we gush over figures like the DC um, animated uh, ones from Collectibles for nailing the look of these characters off the screen, and uh, these sculptors here have managed to do this in a toy that completely transforms as well, and yet both uh, modes look like they've come off the screen. The uh, work that goes in uh, here is just absolutely uh, astounding. So uh, if you were a fan of Beast Wars as a kid, I'd highly recommend at least check this guy out. Uh, jump on, have a look at a few of the images because he is absolutely uh, outstanding. And uh, he's a guy that will always have a uh, soft spot in my heart. So to see him honoured and done so well here uh, is definitely something uh, that I will hold in high regard uh, so thank you for listening uh, to me and sorry if I get a little bit uh, overly uh, sentimental uh, but uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break and uh, pass you over to Ben Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky The Autobots create the ultimate robot jet Jetfire Transformers but the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon. Shockwave. Transformers. Robots in disguise. Shockwave will stop them. Transformers. From Hasbro. 
Greetings, valued AFB listeners. Ben, aka Fish Milkshake here, coming at you with another Toy of the Week review. And this week I'm taking a look at something a little bit different, and I'm moving away from the grim, dark world of aliens that has populated many of my recent reviews, and I'm going with something that is uh, a whole lot of fun. It is the Captain America animated statue from the good folks at Gentle Giant. Now, I think this is a bit of a misnomer, actually, because uh, in terms of animated statue, it conjures, well, I guess animation, favourite TV shows, cartoons, that sort of thing. And I've never seen this particular version of Captain America done in an animated form, unless there's something that I'm missing. Now, if you head over to the Gentle Giant website and have a bit of a look at their solicitation for for this item, they... uh, Give it a bit of a spin with something along the lines of Gentle Giant is having some fun and giving Captain America a childlike appearance. This adorable version of Cap is based off of artwork found in the pages of Marvel Comics. Hmm, very interesting. The artwork found in the pages of Marvel Comics they are referring to is, of course, by Scotty Young. This statue of Captain America is pretty much spot on to Scotty Young's illustrations. Now, with this, I'm pretty sure Captain America was the first piece in this new line from Gentle Giant to be solicited. And when I first saw him, I thought, that's interesting that Scotty Young's name is not mentioned anywhere. Now, I don't know whether that is the decision of Gentle Giant, whether that's the decision of Marvel. Either way, it's a bit of a dick move. And interestingly enough, one of the latest solicitations, in fact, one of the latest solicitations for the next uh, character in this particular line does actually mention quite blatantly Scotty Young's name. So not sure what's happened there, but it is good to see some credit going towards Scotty Young because this is Scotty Young through and through. All right, let's move into our usual categories. So, toy name, company, done, done, year of release, year of acquisition. This is a 2016 release and a 2016 acquisition for me. Uh, This is a statue, though it is a mini statue. In fact, it is a mini, mini statue. It's so mini that it's, uh, well, it's about four and a half inches tall, including the base, and about 11 and a half centimetres in the metric system. So, he's uh, quite a little chap, and, um, you know... Really not much taller than um, the average three and three quarter action figure. Now, in terms of price, this guy will set you back about 65 American dollars from the Gentle Giant website, but I'm sure if you look around your favourite e-tailers, you might score him a little bit cheaper. Uh, Obviously, in Australia, I paid a little bit more. Well, moving on, and packaging. This comes in pretty much a standard Gentle Giant box. I think, you know, if you've seen most of their boxes, you've seen them all. Predominantly a white box with red uh, artwork on it. Pretty promptly uh, displayed on the box is Captain America himself with tons and tons of graphics on there in terms of the 75th anniversary. They seem to go on and on about that on pretty much every panel. Um... The front and sides of the box are just images of Cap from different angles, but on the back you get a nice little bio uh, about Captain America and the fact that they're celebrating his 75th anniversary. Interestingly, again, in terms of not giving credit, there is absolutely nothing on here whatsoever uh, as to who sculpted this statue. It just mentions that uh, Gentle Giant sculptors have actually digitally sculpted uh, by master artisans, in their words. So a bit interesting there. I I think that's a bit odd... Uh, in terms of Gentle Giants still not giving credit to any of their actual um, 
talent, but that's, uh, you know, another story for another day. Uh, this is actually a limited edition. It is a statue, and it is uh, 1,873 of 3,000. And how do I know that? Well, it's mentioned absolutely everywhere. Not only is it on the bottom of Cap's base, very nicely done, despite a tiny, tiny base, uh, it's also mentioned on the box. On the bottom of the box, there's a sticker. And inside, we actually get a certificate of authenticity, something that's actually been uh, pretty absent from a number of uh, limited editions recently, particularly those from DC Comics. And uh, this one's pretty cool. It actually looks pretty much like a trading card, I guess. It's got the uh, fun little picture of Cap, very much like the box art design. And on the back, we've got a handwritten 1873 of 3000. So there you go, certificate of authenticity. They still exist. All right, now in terms of sculpt, um, look, you're really, you're getting what you think you're getting here with Scotty Young. Like this, there's no doubt about it. This is the way Scotty Young draws Captain America. If you haven't read the recent, uh, I think it was Avengers vs. X-Men miniseries from Scotty Young, it was a whole lot of fun. And this is pretty much Cap, as we expect him from Scotty Young. He's got a big cheesy grin on his face, hands on hips, Scotty Shield, ready to go. Uh, those big wide eyes and the, those big wide uh, teeth that we uh, just know and love from Scotty Young. An oversized head and uh, not a particularly well-proportioned body, almost sort of childlike in terms of, you know, the big belly and that sort of thing and the narrow shoulders. So, yeah, look, if you're a fan of comics, you'd just pick this out straight away as being based on Scotty Young's art. So there's some uh, nice little touches to it. The little A on the forehead, instead of being in uppercase, it's in lowercase. Um, his eyes are really, really well done. And I think some of the standouts, uh, well, the, the boots are the classic pirate boots all the way, but the gloves sort of have a bit of a modern touch on them with some uh, various seams and that sort of thing. The ever-present pouches, which I really am not a fan of in the Captain America design, are there, but they're done in red rather than brown. Uh, and everything else is pretty much done. There's, a, I guess, a few little uh, corner cuts in terms of there are no scale mail um, etchings in the top part of his costume it basically looks like he's wearing a t-shirt so again maybe that's just the the whole scotty young approach he really does look like he's in a bit of a uh, ruby's halloween costume it's uh, pretty light on so it's fun it really is a, a perfect transition off the page uh in terms of the actual sculpt I, I really don't have any complaints in the way they've done that at all the base is quite interesting it's uh really not that big at all it's probably all of i'm measuring it right now as we speak it's about two inches across or about five centimeters across and it's a disc very plain in the way it's done it's got a little bit of detail to it giving a bit of character but uh, i'm actually really impressed with that that they've kept it as simple as it is one of the reasons i think is this line is starting to really move along quite quickly and they've released about a dozen characters so far uh, and because of the base is quite generic and quite small you know you really could actually do a lot of things with this and the one thing that came to mind was of an eventual chess set if they do enough pieces um, they really do look quite good so base is actually quite short so I think we're looking at about oh, probably half an inch at the most in terms of um, depth so caps actually uh, takes up most of that height measurement that I mentioned before so really quite a good sculpt quite happy with that where this guy is let down is the paint uh, 
this seems to be more and more common amongst sort of these uh, Chinese-made collectibles in terms of the hand-rendered uh, paint job. There really is, um, you know, I, I think the attention to detail is really starting to drop. These factories are under huge demands to get this product out by an awful lot of people, so I think they're basically cranking them out uh, faster and faster. And we're starting to see sort of, um, I guess, quality dropping a bit, and uh, it's really quite obvious here with this statue. So the, the colours they've chosen are, um, I think, still keeping in you know faith with Scotty Young's designs. They're, they're quite a sort of matte, um, vibrant colour. It's uh, like the blue is sort of not a, a dark, harsh blue. It's a very, very light powdery blue, which is quite good. Same goes the red. It isn't sort of the typical blood red. So sort of something you'd probably see as part of a kid's costume. Um, it's definitely the application that's letting things down. Uh, almost everywhere colours meet, you can see that it has been painted by hand. Um, it's quite obvious on the shield, which has etched rings, uh, the standard sort of Captain America rings of red, white, red, and then the blue circle with a star in the middle. Uh, there is There are etched grooves between each ring, and where the colours meet, it's certainly, you can see that it's been done by hand. There's no sort of template used to sort of to even those out. And, and pretty much where every colour meets, such as the red on the gloves joining the white of um, his uh, sleeve. Uh, one colour blurs onto another, and that just seems to be common everywhere. Um, it's not really obvious if you put this guy on the shelf and sort of look at him from afar. He does actually look really good. I think the eyes and that, that big grinning mouth um, really sort of capture your eye when you're looking at him. But when you get a bit closer, it really is more and more obvious, which is uh, an absolute shame, I think, um, that they've managed to, to do that. Um, to the point where I'm even tempted to touch him up myself, so that actually says a lot. Um, in terms of articulation, not getting anything here. It is what it is. It is a mini statue. Um, accessories, again, nothing except the certificate of authenticity. Um, look, I think, you know, this is a lot of fun. Uh, it really does. Uh, I mean, in today's market, lots of grim and gritty stuff coming out. I think Gentle Giant are onto something really good here. I think when you get a dozen or so characters side by side, they're going to just look fantastic. We've already seen some amazing solicitations for characters like Thanos. The Punisher, I think, was quite good. Even Gwenpool um, looked quite funny. Uh, I think the price is going to hold these back a little bit. $65 US for what amounts to uh, a four and a half inch Staction uh, is a lot to pay. I know that this is a mini statue, so of course it's made from poly resin, uh, which is still just resin with powdered stone added. You're not getting anything fancy there. So the price and the paint job, I think, are what's pulling this back a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take one and a half points off. So for this guy, I'm going to give him eight and a half dollars out of ten, and I actually do look forward to some of their future releases. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh no, it's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action, coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Quack! Time to get out of here. Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures, out now. Ha 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 ha. thanks, Ben. Uh, so, guys, here we are. It's me again, Eddie, here, just looking uh, to say that uh, before we finish off, uh, we have some feedback for our listeners to share to you. Uh, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com 
and you may just hear them read out on the show. Uh, of course, that's not the only place that you can catch us. We are around on Facebook, and we're also on uh, Instagram that uh, I do want to give a shout-out to, to our team member over there, Luke, who is doing a wonderful job. Uh, he is running a, a bit of a challenge for folks there at the moment to take shelfies. Uh, so yes, I didn't uh, stutter and use bad English like Scotty uh, <laughs> likes to uh, dub me in for content constantly uh, i do mean shelfies not selfies so uh the hashtag is afb a shelfie so it's shelf instead of self and we're looking to see your pretty faces along with your collection uh, i have uh, added my afb shelfie uh in there so you can see my uh horrible hideous mug uh that you would uh probably look at and think it's some horrible disgusting uh uh, creature design <laughs> and uh, through there by uh, Diamond Select or McFarlane <laughs> Spawn Line or something but unfortunately that uh, was the face that God gifted me with uh, but uh, I'm sure there are plenty of you guys out there who have much prettier images than me so uh, get on there and uh, add your AFB shelfie uh, so once again guys I do want to do a big thank you to all of you for tuning in uh, for those of you that might not have missed those episodes, I, I think uh, we would have gotten to most of you by now and letting you know we are on a hiatus. Uh, the regular episodes uh, might be returning uh, sometime in the near future. And uh, they might have a few changes to them as well. We're sort of discussing and experimenting along the lines and what we can do to improve the show to make it uh, the best possible action figure show uh, out there. Until there, though, uh, my goal is to keep providing you guys with uh, new content so that you're not lacking uh, while we are on this hiatus. Uh, and uh, definitely other members of the team uh, like a Ben here today. Uh, but as always, we are very grateful for you guys. So thank you, and I hope you have a good journey. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Wait, you know what you're doing? Yeah, I've knocked that Adolf Hitler over 200 times.